I V M. Folks, welcome to Paisa Paisa. I'm your host Anupam Gupta, B50 on Twitter, and in today's episode, we are off for a trip. We are taking a break. Okay, we are doing something different, guys. We are doing travel. Never tried this before, but my guest Aditya Agarwal, CFO, and Pralad Krishnamurthy, CBO at Clear Trip. We are going to talk about your dream vacation, how you can fund it, and much more. Right after this short break. And welcome back. Really, man. Sorry, we should take a break, right? We should always take a break. So here we are, folks, doing something different. Don't worry, Pesavas has not gone on a break for 400 episodes, and I don't think we'll we want to break that track. But oh yes, an introduction to our case on this episode. Clear Trip, as you know, is one of India's most popular travel websites, and my guests are Aditya Agarwal, CFO and Head of Corporate Development and Analytics, and Pralas Krishnamurthy, Chief Business Officer at Clear Trip. Guys, welcome. Thank you so much for doing this for us, sir. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Okay, guys, how are things at Clear? trip you know it's the very first time that we've had a travel person on the show and you guys would probably have been the most affected back you know 3 years ago and then you had the whole post lockdown rebound happening in 2022 and this year i have no idea how things are whether it's called normal or not how have things been you know let's start from there yeah so uh, thanks anupam for having us uh, pleasure to be here and uh, greetings to all your listeners as well you're right i think 3 uh, years ago when covid happened travel went to zero right and uh, at the same time all our customers were scrambling around looking for information what's happening to their tickets what's happening to their flights what's happening to their refunds so it has it has been a very very difficult phase for the industry and no different for clear trip very happy to say right that uh, we've bounced back very well as a sector and as a company last year itself domestic travel volumes actually exceeded pre covid levels for the industry i think for clear trip it uh, exceeded actually a few months before that international travel is also now coming back in a big way so yeah things have bounced back quite well travel is always a, a bit of a cyclical industry where when the economy is doing well travel tends to do even better and and vice versa right so the economy went through a rough pe- period and travel went through a rough patch as well but now we are back good to know that so how is travel today let's say what exactly is the traveler seeking and how is that changed pre and post lockdown i know that i have uh, i have gone on a couple of trips and things kind of seem the same to me from to, from 2019 to 2023 except for the whole mask stuff and all that and i taken a few trips i think in 2022 or 2021 and those rt pcr thing was a complete matlab diwaan kharab ho gaya so guys how is it there is a serious answer to this and there is a <laughs> i would say a more jovial answer to it let's start with the jovial okay <laughs> so uh, travel has become important for everybody i mean people are adding their bucket list it's especially for the younger generation they definitely want to go out right they don't have the squirms about how we were 15 years ago yaar boss kya bolega ya how will i be perceived in office it's become like an essential need which is very very great and the holidays are becoming even more exotic right uh, what we could do or afford in our 35s and 40s people are doing it in their 25s right accessibility of all the airlines to nearby locations europe is closer southeast asia has become huge right dubai has opened up uh, for everybody else as well rather than only a corridor between the south of india and there so i think accessibility is dramatically changed and people are looking to travel more and more the serious answer is that flexibility has become very important right so uh, pre covid people were okay booking and sticking to their plans now it's become extremely uncertain if anybody has a fever or a cough they don't fly anymore this was not the case in 2019 right so people are looking for more flexibility people are looking for plans where they can change their tickets i mean their tickets that has fundamentally changed the industry so i hope yeah what are the funkiest destinations that you guys have come across you know which make you go ha huh, how you know why people think it's 
So we came across Georgia last week. So hey. people are going from here to Abu Dhabi, then to Georgia. I even forgot the name of the country city. or city in US because you got to be clear about that. <laughs> Georgia is a country. Uh, it's in a city Tbilisi, in Georgia. Tbilisi, Tbilisi in Tbilisi. Georgia. Yeah, yeah. that I was. Went, I went there by the way. Yeah. You've been, oh my God. Okay. <laughs> where on the good God's planet Earth is the? I'm sorry for so showing Georgia my ignorance, is, but Georgia is, is Eastern Europe. So now, so it's right on the border with Russia. It uh, was in the former Soviet Union. Beautiful European city. Right, the t- typical European city got a sort of river flowing through the city. Nice houses, good architecture, uh, very very good uh, natural uh, uh, beauties. You can do ad- adventure sports there, and it's been like a, a bit of an undiscovered spot. But yeah, pe- places like that are now starting to take off in quite a big way. What's their currency, and how uh, much is that? No idea. <laughs> no idea. But the next one, which is doing well, is Vietnam. Right, so Vietnam is ah. it wasn't accessible. If you t- talk about Southeast Asia, all is Malaysia. Maybe at one point in time, then. Uh, Thailand kind of picked up. I mean, I just Singapore to go. Uske I don't know what's the. But Vietnam ka pura corridor khul gaya. It's quite quite good. So what's that corridor look like? So uh, for example, there is Vietjet, there is Indigo, there is Air Asia International. Multiple these carriers are made it extremely affordable actually for okay. Indians to kind of hit Vietnam and come back. The policies of visa have become very friendly. So it's become like rather than going from Bangalore to Delhi, it's the same. One more half an hour you are in Manila. Manila? And no, that's Philippines. No, the Vietnam. Vietnam's uh, is Ho Chi Minh City. For Ho Chi Minh City. What about within India? How is that picked up? Um, any trends out there that you guys can see? And you know, because anything beyond the popular destinations, like for us, you know, Goa was the most obvious one, and anything else. But there? Goa trumps it. I mean, how? It's still good, huh? Yeah, it's amazing. How? How much ever the new airport? I'm, I'm. Uh, yeah, it's I, very good. I've been told is awesome. Yeah. How much ever cliche it is, people are still flocking to Goa like crazy. It's our number one destination. Number, number one, destination one destination in India on clear trip is Goa. Yeah, because you'll have everybody from Delhi to Goa, Bangalore to Goa, Bombay. To Goa, it's accessibility is damn easy. Increased, yeah, and I think what Delhi Goa, that's the most north you can think of. Delhi Goa is what two hours? Yeah, yeah. two two and a half hours by flight. Two hours. Yeah, about. two hours. That's wow, right. that's amazing. Bangalore Goa is an hour. So. Okay. Why? What about frequency of trips? You know, how often do you see, say, one person booking in three sixty five days a year and twelve months in a year? And any surprises out there? Like you wouldn't expect? Is there a season, off season, on season, anything like that? Yeah. So I think um, travel is sort of a cat degree where uh, maybe the frequency of purchases say different from e-commerce right so travel frequency would be say two to three times a year typically for the average customer that's also because the customer base is expanding rapidly right we've gone from about 20 million unique flight passengers till a few years ago to about 40 million and that's again projected to double in the next three or four years so that base is widening so that average remains I would say two to three trips Uh, but within that there are large variations right and people who have been more comfortable traveling in the past they're the frequency has definitely gone up again for the same reason right people are now happy to make sort of plans on the fly that okay now there's a couple of days that I have available why don't I quickly check that place out the other trend is work from anywhere right so companies have gotten much more comfortable with remote working they are giving those flexibility flexible uh, options to their employees and we are seeing increasingly right people are finding sort of a nice spot somewhere where they can work out of for two weeks while their family while their kids are chilling out so that is another interesting trend that we Nice. Okay, I have the CFO and the CBO. I want to get one thing out of the thing because they're out of the way. Because, because I don't know how much of this is a myth, how much of this is real, but apparently when you check the website to book your fares, okay, the price increases. Like I'm I want a Bombay Delhi flight, and the more I click, 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 apparently the my you know the fare increases. What is this? Is this true, false? What's the reality? So I would say it's a little bit of a myth. <laughs> I- <laughs> 
there okay. are just lot of people checking simultaneously so and every t- uh, seat that gets booked the prices keep increasing and that's how it works so okay. while you might feel at that point in time this is the price but the price changes every half an hour so people feel okay i just booked and uh, checked in the afternoon i'm again checking at 4 pm or 5 pm why is the price changing it's not because of they what they are doing it's just because the seats in that aeroplane are getting filled up faster largely so so airlines have dynamic pricing right so they have a uh, different number of seats available at different in different fare buckets and that's what sort of as those buckets keep getting filled you keep moving to the different bucket um, see we as a ota right as a as clear trip we will never sort of change the prices the prices come from the airlines and uh, that keeps changing as the seats get filled up yeah. yeah do you guys have any hacks like i'm doing a bombay delhi trip in some time so can you guys you know have a special quota for podcast hosts you know which gives you 50 percent off or 90 percent off you know i'm other people here also might be interested i know but on a more serious note is there so you know we assume that the earlier you book the cheaper you get okay so how true false or how does that dynamic work because i'm getting the feeling that this is like the share market i wake up in the morning there's one price i go at 330 there's another price largely might be true for flights might not necessarily be true for hotels right so here we are i mean over the last 10 minutes we've been talking largely about flights but hotels operates very differently right bus operates very differently trains is okay largely our ctc and so on and so forth but generally prices go on the up but if there is potential distress inventory or something is not getting filled you would see the price crashing over the last few days before the flight takes off but it's about do you want predictability of your trip or do you want are you the bargain hunter going yeah. after it a lot of people uh, are bargain hunters i'm yeah. i'm i'm pretty sure what's happening in hotels because i think i just saw a news clip um, today morning about um, i think it was indian hotel saying that now they're at least 19 20% above pre covid levels you know which i think is a staggering number i mean for the hotel industry which for the longest time had it was dealing with a lot of issues of capacity and prices and all that for them to say this now in 2023 is a big thing what do you guys think so the cream um the five stars four stars the premium properties have seen a crazy bounce back right and when they quoting these numbers it's not necessarily occupancy it's among the yield they are getting so people are paying a larger premium now because last minute booking is kind of increased it's not only about planning like i spoke about the uncertainty yeah. so the more last minute you're booking the prices are a little higher so the yields are overall much much better it's a great relief for the industry because the, it was an extremely tough period and not only uh, let's say indian hotels you go to any of these top chains everybody is talking about expansion in india which is a great sign uh, for us great sign i mean i know of enough people you know who come to us so you guys have come in from bangalore i have a lot of other guests who travel here and they can't figure the room rents out here in this area i mean maybe because there are some five stars or whatever who's you know whose location is an advantage hmm. But these guys can quote whatever numbers they want. I've heard some wild stuff about twenty-five thousand a night, sixteen thousand a night for stuff which used to be at eight, nine thousand or something. Is that? I don't know what the experience is in Bangalore. See, there is a very high level of seasonality, right, in the hotels industry. So uh, there will be peak periods, there will be peak months, and that is when prices can reach like crazy levels. And that's where if you are able to book well in advance, you can sort of still enjoy decent uh, price points. Overall, as an industry, I would still say right that this is an industry which needs to have excess capacity. to cater to peak demand and still maintain that entire cost structure throughout the year right so they need to obviously average it out because their costs are sort of fixed throughout the year and they get to really make money in a few months every year so that's why you will see peak pricing at at those times nice and that's why location can really be critical right especially in uh, metro cities where people are traveling for work traveling for business there's one conference happening and you will see like all the hotels getting filled up yeah. on those two dates so suddenly you will not expect that okay this is not really a peak period but why are all the hotels in this uh, on those two three dates full because 
some conferences going on or some event is going on ipl is going on or something yeah and that's just starting exactly ipl is just starting exactly okay um last question before we go into the break guys what's new at clear trip and what are you what are you solving for for travelers um, across the board yeah so one thing which we want to do is to make travel affordable to every indian it's a very lofty goal we have kind of taken for ourselves right but uh, we still think this bucket list kind of behavior is still extremely small in india right people are using travel for transportation for pilgrimage but are, they're not using it for an experience right to get joy out of uh, that experience so that is what we are traveling for that we don't make it accessible and affordable so we're working on a lot of affordability constructs i think some of the upcoming questions are on that as well how do we you know break a 30000 rupee international flight into 5000 rupees per month right how do i offer solutions which offer flexibility to that customer doesn't pinch that customer in that particular month a lot of our focus is there and it's also because of the dna of our parent company so we are a flipkart owned company flipkart is known for disrupting value in e-commerce in india and we hope to do the same in this space yeah, I, i really like the fact that your site has pretty much been the same before acquisition after acquisition i mean that you know the acquisition happened in 2021 and i like the fact that the site before and after the acquisition is pretty much the same i mean that's what there's a very you know there's a simplicity to it and i'm sure it requires a lot there's of actually tech. a lot of changes have happened but i'm glad you were saying that which means to it is me very non intrusive yeah yeah i mean so our approach is design first very non intrusive right uh, if there is anything which is intrusive to the customer i we would stay away from it and that's been our approach and dna in clear trip at least yeah yeah i mean See, when flipkart bought clear trip right the they obviously liked a lot of things that clear trip was doing and uh, one of those was the user interface which has been sort of cult right almost for many many years uh, uh, in the with the, with the customers so that was obviously key that they wanted to retain that they wanted to retain the brand they wanted to retain that look and feel and enhance it right so like uh, prela is saying we've made a lot of changes but a lot of those are sort of at the back end so people are seeing a much better user experience with while retaining that original essence of clear trip yeah okay folks that's the serious part done in the second part we're going to go to the fun part we're going to talk about travel budgets we're going to talk about how clear trip solves for that um hack smart tips all of that right after the small break okay let's get into this concept travel as an investment what you were just saying and travel not not as an expense you spoke about how people need to you know you are solving for that let's talk about that what's the thought process first so let me talk about the emotion maybe first it, yeah. right let me try <laughs> there is a whenever you go on a holiday i'm not talking about a corporate travel or you're going to meet somebody friends or family or what not i'm more, more talking about holidays in particular people do it to get a there's this concept of a break that's why it's called a break it's called a vacation it's you're switching off or whatever you want to call it i think it's extremely important for every individual especially in a high stress environment over the last few years which everybody is kind of living in right that has to that is already accelerating and we want to jump on that bandwagon and help that even further right so like i mentioned if you're dreaming of going to dharmshala or wherever we are saying please go to bhutan right if you're dreaming of going to sri lanka you can expand you can go to further to maldives wherever just expand at the same cost are you able to do more right you were planning to take one holiday is clear trip helping you take two holidays in the year this is the thinking yeah which will have okay then help me prepare a travel budget and fund it i mean how would you guys approach it and let me give you some background on it because we had a guest called multiple okay which was on paisa paisa just a couple of months ago and they talk about how i mean they solve for goals with investments I'm saying that okay you yeah. want to do a trip to us probably cost 5 lakhs prepare for it 10 you know 10 months in advance save this is that versus just swipe your credit card and supply like that i think is a pretty good idea it's a pretty interesting idea and then they recommend mutual funds for this i want you guys to help me here with how to up 
approach a travel budget and just plan for this whole thing anybody can go for that yeah go for it yeah so see i think typically the way we want to approach it is that you start with your wish list right you start with what you want to do i want to go to a foreign holiday right with my family which i have never done before and then we sort of work backwards from there and try and see how we can provide that right within whatever constraints you may have and basically it's a dream state right so dream state that the customer is in start from starting from there yeah sorry there go yeah no so yeah please uh, feel free to chip in so the idea is that uh, what is your desire what is your dream state uh, and how can we work towards that so there will be so instead of looking at it as a one large item right that this is going to cost 50000 or 1 lakh bucks for me uh, we can break it down we can work with our partners to make sure that it can come uh, in pieces that sort of you can afford uh, given sort of whatever your financial profile is we also uh, work out great deals with our partners right with airlines and with hotels and with experience providers uh, all of these people like we were talking about about hotels they have um, inventory throughout the year right and there are times when they are able to use it there are times when they are not able to use it so how can we sort of use that to provide you the pricing that's right for you how can we also the other way to sort of solve for it is that there are hacks that we know for example if you book early you will get cheaper fares but you're not able to book early because you're not sure of your dates so how can we provide you some insurance back products which will take away the pinch from you if you decide to change your plans but it still gives you that option of booking early and benefiting from that price how can we provide you for example return fares which might uh, turn out to be much cheaper than one way fares so we work backwards from sort of what the end goal is and then try and find a solution which for so if you take for it. example there is a product we have which is called flexmax right let's say i'm booking two months up front i'm booking uh, some holiday right it gives me flexibility to change the airline it gives me flexibility to amend the airline at hardly any cost maybe a 300 to a 700 rupees that's it but visa we actually cancel a ticket it's going to cost you thousands of rupees right so it's just a product which offers this great flexibility to customers right and it's an affordable affordability product so for that premium of 300 rupees you are actually securing a very uncertain holiday which could go for a toss because of somebody falling ill which is extreme everybody expects this holiday to be perfect unfortunately it is not it is just a version of another day in a different location right so all of this it kind of takes care right um, in some shape and form yeah so there's a thing that's been happening you know a thought process of the last whatever decade or so stuff like fire and you know financially independent retirely one of the thing that i used to keep on hearing was buy the experience not the asset in the sense that do things that you will remember and travel mm-hmm. kind of is number one out there you know so from that comes a specific saving habit like don't be impulsive and buy say 10 shirts just save on that money you'll probably be better off when you do a tour or travel or a vacation somewhere use that same money out there you know because money is limited right not everybody has unlimited money and that's interestingly sort of um, uh, that was one of our campaign ideas last year when we had a sort of big billion day event and uh, that was the time when all the e-commerce majors also have their annual sales events right around the festive season and the newspapers are full of those ads that buy 10 shirts buy uh, buy a new mobile phone and we came up with this idea right that for the same price of a say a mobile phone or even a t-shirt or a new pair of shoes you can get a holiday right which so which is a lifetime experience which is a lifetime that, experience that's what i'm talking about so that becomes an investment right so uh, we are trying to sort of uh, combine right that thinking of consumption and investment right where traditionally some of these things have been seen as a consumption item we really think it's more of a investment even today right when somebody is buying say a high value durable electronic product right they say that okay this is an investment that is the thinking that we think should come into travel as well where people think of that as a long term 
investment because the returns are really over the long term right it's not just a fleeting moment of satisfaction people come back with those memories people come back recharged to work and so, so we had a nice campaign imagine like a stock market <laughs> line right uh-huh. and we said turn dips into thrills uh-huh. right so we okay. spun this whole stock market investment idea into travel kind of a thing a very successful campaign that we had a few months ago yeah i mean what i can share from my own personal experience is that whenever i take a vacation i know that the, that there are many moments out there i'll probably click a photo of that and that's going to stay on my phone forever so i'm going to remember that i'm going to remember which phone i used <laughs> there's exactly. stuff that sticks you know that stuff and travel is pretty much up there and i know that a lot of our listeners have uh, travel on their mind you spoke about hacks and smart tips so just let's get into that and let's just you know try and maximize that um for us offers credit cards loyalty reward points etc how do we make the most of that go for it see i think booking early is a very very uh, big hack right so uh, i think at the beginning of the conversation we mentioned that fares go up as you g- come closer to the booking date that will be true in most cases right and they go up significantly uh, so if you're booking say two months in advance versus one week in advance you may see a difference of almost as much as 35 to 40 45% and typically people have not been able to book early because of uncertainties around travel so i think that is a, a very very good hack you can book early but you book it book with an option that allows you to change your plans later if need be so you're getting that benefit of a 30 to 40 percent lower price uh for a very very small marginal cost so let's make it very good book flex or flex max on mm. clear trip mm. with an advanced date is an is a very very good travel hack and yeah ideal period here two months three months no one, i think uh, we offer it for three months out okay so okay. 90 days out within 90 days book your trip with flexibility options allows you to be flexible so that's one cool. great tip that is there let's go further what else so second one Uh, is super coins right? I don't know uh, how many people are the aware. The Flipkart super coins. Yeah, yeah. yeah come so on. So that you course, can yeah. use on clear trip. I still think people are still trying to figure it out. So you might have a lot of coins on Flipkart, but you come and you burn them on clear trip, and one coin is one rupee. That's ah, huge value. Hundred percent. Right? Okay. Hundred percent. You can burn everything. This is the only category in entire Flipkart where you can burn all your coins. It's not there anywhere else. Everything else would be at a. So it's a hack. Lower. Not yeah. too many people are aware of. Folks, yeah. that's one more. Yeah, see, I think booking return fares is always something that we advise. Uh, we are able to strike very good deals with all our airline partners for return fares. Uh, so that is something that we recommend for international travel. Uh, we are also able to provide uh, very interesting combinations, right? So instead of maybe taking a direct flight, sometimes we will recommend uh, maybe you take a indirect flight, right? You have a short layover, but we can provide a much better fare, right? By combining fares from different airlines. So that is another interesting hack uh, that works especially well for international travel. So that's three hacks. Go on. Please. Yeah, the number four, like buy now pay later. I mean, you spoke about multiple. There are various other companies out there. So Flipkart buy now pay later is live on Clear Trip, right? So it's one of the largest programs which is there. Then you have Zest Money, you have Simple, you have Lazy Pay. All these options are there on Flip uh, on Clear Trip. So you can potentially break it down into three months, into six months. In many places, there is no cost EMI. So you take your full amount and you divide it by three, divide it by six. So that's um, actually a good and great hack which nice. is there as well. Anything else? Yeah, one more which I can add is that um, sometimes. you pick something which is off the beaten track right so uh, in peak season you will typically find that all your usual choices are sold out or they are going at very very high prices high fares but uh, we can come up with recommendations right of places that are unique or less discovered right where not only will you get a slightly different experience maybe less crowded but it, it will be lighter on your wallet as well right because the most popular destinations will get sold out first but yeah there will be some very very interesting destinations so if you are able to discover those find those you can definitely manage maybe say a longer holiday within the same budget as well oh 
amazing. And uh, folks, just small note, please repay your buy now, pay later. So don't mess up your credit cards. Go for a trip <laughs> to the wherever because uh, these things do impact the credit score. Yeah, you know? So please, please, please be mindful of that. So let's make this real. Okay, let's do a case study. Let's say there's someone who wants to go to an offbeat place. Okay, you said three months earlier, right? So let's implement all these hacks. I mean, if he's planning his travel budget, Georgia, let's say. Sure. Can we put numbers to that? Okay, we're yeah. in March. Let's say, so ideally, three months down the line, let's say that he's looking at end June. Would that, is that comfortable? Maybe we should take a domestic. So the hacks are higher yeah, yeah. on domestic. Oh, yeah. Please, go yeah, So let's take maybe a lay ladakh or something like that. Okay. Uh, yeah. Do you think that'll help? Of course it will. What? Yeah. So uh, let's say three months out, I'm sitting, what, in, oh, we are in end, end of March. March yeah, yeah. Right? So I want to book something in May. I'm still not sure about my summer camp for my kids. When is it coming? When the normal wife's not finalized the itinerary. So let's say 10th May, I book my lay trip from Bangalore to lay. Right? Okay. So I book a Flexmax, which will be 499 bucks on top of my Fair. existing ticket. Yeah. Stick to the date. Great. But don't stick to the date at that same cost. At only at the cost of that 499 I kind of change my flight. Right? Or I cancel that ticket if I if the holiday cannot happen itself. So hack one. Yeah. Right? Done. Hack two, right? I have 500 super coins because of my mobile phone purchase, my TV purchase on Flipkart. Mm. I take these super coins and I burn it for 500 bucks discount on uh, Clear Trip. So hack two, so my price further reduces. Yeah. Right? Hack three, use Flipkart pay later. Yeah. Right? Split it and do a three month no cost EMI. So 15,000 bucks, I pay 5,000 rupees now. Then another 5,000 in April, another 5,000 in May. In fact, well, my last installment is happening after my trip is finished. Huh. Right? So nothing like it. So I experience it and I feel actually better about paying that uh, last EMI maybe. Yeah. yeah. And I think the last one could probably be take your credit card and whichever, if you have any bonus points out there, use it for your fares. Of course. Yeah. A lot of, I think yeah. a lot of credit cards now offer even a one is to one uh, redemption of loyalty points versus the fares. They do. So that could actually pay you off in a big way. You know, your two, three years of accumulation of points can pretty much take care of that. I think some hotels, but that might be a little bit high end. Some hotels also offer a one is to one program. But those are, I think, for slightly higher end cards. Yeah, actually, we didn't speak about one simple hack, but people miss miss out on it quite a what bit. What is it? Yeah. See, people book very short holidays, two days, three days, and they spend a lot of money up and down on the airfare. By just extending it by another two, three days, your hotel costs actually come down because a lot of hotels offers one night extra free. Is that right? For four nights and five... So they, there are a lot of incentives to push your number of days to four and five. But just because oh. you need to maybe get back to work, everybody cuts their holidays short. But if you take permission from whoever <laughs> you need to and extend it by two, three more days, your return of investment on that cost is much, much larger and higher. So if I've got you right, you're saying that the per night room rent for a two night you know, stay is probably higher than what it is for a four night stay. Definitely. Yes. yes. Okay, you're right. I didn't know about that. Especially in premium properties. Huh. Uh, and who wouldn't want to go to premium properties? Yes. So I think it's a hack which has been uh, out there in the market for a long time and that's why you would find people trying and the hotels trying to combine saying I'm selling for four nights why I'll give you plus one night free and whatnot. Yeah. so are you extracting your air ticket very well by spending one or two more days in your location that's an easy hack and yeah. what about flights I mean you spoke about how you should take a layover and stuff like that but you know the really good fares are for like eight hour layovers and stuff that just saps <laughs> you of energy where are you going to yeah so it has to be an 
option that works, right? So it can't be a, a impractical option where you are actually not even looking forward to it, right? So uh, it has to be, and it will work mostly for international travel. Uh, but it depends on the ability that we have of sort of pulling in fares from different airlines, different providers, consolidators, and still give you a reasonable op- option, right? So yeah, with a comfortable, say, a two-hour layover, can you find a fare which is like 15-20% cheaper? Then it will be worth it, right? Not at the cost of ruining your holiday. But yeah, by making a small tweak to your holiday plans, can you still get a much better price? And some of the airports in India have started to become amazing. Uh, we just came from Bangalore T2, right? Mm. Delhi, you have T3. Bombay, you have T2. It's okay. I don't mind spending four hours in this airport. That's my part of my holiday as well, right? Yeah. Just like you don't mind spending time in the Singapore airport. It's oh, real. Yeah, it's yeah, amazing, yeah, right? Yeah, just... So if all our airports are catching up to those levels, uh, you would be okay spending two more hours because you are having some fancy lunch there. You're going to some kind of a mini park inside the airport. So little more layovers are will yeah. become okay. Soon. Lounges have become accessible to everybody. Huh. The bar, the, the, having food in the food court is now much more easier. But the airport has become <laughs> superior than as good as the lounge, right? So nice. the overall airport quality has improved. Yeah, I want to check, check out the new Goa airport. I've heard only good things about it. I don't know if you guys have been there. It's like not yet, really but awesome. The yeah. T2 Bangalore is very, very good. They just started to open it up. Huh. It's amazing. It's, I think, the best in India. There's a new now. terminal at Bangalore airport. Yeah, yeah. Right. Terminal 2. There just a couple of months ago, but I was at the new terminal. I wasn't at the old one. You would have been at the old one, you mean? Yeah, T1. that's what I'm saying. I haven't yeah. been to the new one. Yeah, yeah it's it just, just opened. It just, just opened three days ago. Yeah. Anything on trains? Because we've spoken a lot about uh, flight, flights and flights. But anything on trains? Because um, somebody in our house had had done Baroda on the Bande Bharat and it was the most chilled out and the most amazing experience that these guys had. Anything out there? Infrastructure-wise, I think it is really improving on the trains front. So the Bande Bharat, which has been launched across the board. Imagine a scenario if the government keeps continuing on this 10 years down the line. We're going to have trains as good as what everybody appreciates abroad right so it's not only transportation as people see it it's going to become an experience so slowly if this infrastructure improves people and they experience more with a train right you are able to look outside you're able to appreciate local flora fauna whatever you want to say right so people would start maybe even trading off a downward trading from a flights to a train so it's possible I feel so infrastructure wise lots is happening and I think it's only going to improve same thing for buses as well we haven't spoken about buses please go for it roads have improved especially in north of India south of India the connectivity the quality of roads have dramatically improved the lot of operators who are improving the quality of buses as well so overall transportation in India is definitely improving right so you will have multiple options in the future and hopefully somebody like Cleartrip can offer everything to you together saying hey you want to move from point A to point B I'm actually telling you do you want to take a flight do you want to take a train do you want to take a bus these are the pros and cons of each right you want a scenic route maybe or do you want to reach there fastest what, yeah. what what is in your mind? The best yeah. part about a train is you don't have to reach three hours in advance. <laughs> no, because that's true. That's true. I don't know what's happening to our term. I mean, to our airports and terminals. The crowd sometimes is like you know, it's just man. Maybe it's a good thing because see, yeah. I think the uh, capacity always takes time to catch up, right? So I think um, uh, demand sort of grows at a certain organic pace, right? And then supply comes in lumps. So I think that's what's happening in airports. Uh, but there's a lot of new capacity coming on. Uh, last week uh, I was at an aviation conference, right? And uh, we've already sort of gone from 74 airports till about uh, 10 years ago to 148 airports and that is again going to 300-400 airports in the next 10 years uh, the uh, flying capacity right it's uh, going from 140 million to 350 million passengers annually by 2030 so I think the all the investment that we are seeing in the infrastructure it comes in lumps but then you get a massive upgrade and as you keep removing these friction points I think people can travel more and more and that's what we are sort of seeing that is what that's what has happened in sort of a lot of other countries a lot of 
the developed economies and we expect that to happen in India as well. Yeah, and there's a lot of local stuff that's opening up for travel like when I had gone to Udaipur, I went to the Statue of Belief which didn't exist before but that's become a hot place to go to now. Similarly, I'm assuming that when the Ayodhya Temple comes up in Jan, mm. hopefully of next year, that again becomes something that's a good I mean, I'm guessing local travel is going to be like doing really good. Whether so the discovery of all these smaller places across India is actually very, very poor still. Yeah. And I think that is going to come up. I mean, if you go international, right, every nook and corner is marketed into something which is very, very big. But in India, a lot of these already exist, right? So, for example, when we, when I uh, personally, when we moved to Bangalore, I realized the number of points four or five hours away is amazing, right? You have mangroves, you have everything you can think of. You have lakes, you have the ocean, which is maybe a little longer away, but everything is very, very close by and accessibility is is there. It's just discovery is not there, right? Yeah. But it's improving. I think a uh, lot of these places are coming out and uh, domestic travel is also going to really pick up. A great time to be a wanderlust person and to have travel on your budget. What is the future of travel? What do you guys, you know, we spoke about how within India some destinations should be marketed further. But from travel as an experience, investment, whatever that we've spoken so far, you know, if we can just sum it up, where do you think we are headed now in this whole travel thing? So, a couple of things, right? One, I think uh, the the connected trip, right? That's one of the things that is going to become uh, the future of travel and very soon, right? Which By that, I mean that you just decide that, okay, this is what I want to do, uh, which is that, okay, I want to go to this destination with my family. And then uh, providers like us, right, are able to take care of that end-to-end, right? So, which mode of transport do you use? Which combination of modes of transport? It could be multimodal as well. Flights, trains, buses, car. Uh, where do you stay, right? So, rather than giving you a list of a 200 hotel, Right, which you are scrolling down and trying to figure out. We give you something that's right for you, knowing your preferences, knowing your context. Uh, and we are able to sort of connect everything in a seamless manner. So if you change one plan, whatever the impact is on the rest of the itinerary, that gets taken care of automatically. That's one. Uh, another thing that I think is going to become uh, bigger and bigger in future is that people will uh, increasingly sort of combine holiday and work. Right. So instead of taking one holiday a year or two holidays a year, they will have uh, multiple breaks where they will sometimes work remotely, sometimes they will have holidays. Uh, some people in the family may be on a vacation, the others may be working. That also is going to be, become a big trend in the future. Yeah. What about chat GPT-4? People making itineraries on that. I mean, previously making an itinerary was a big pain. You used to ask friends, family, etc. who've been there. But now it's just... Who think about that? I mean, you think AI is going to play a bigger role out there? And if so, how? Definitely possible. Yeah. Uh, to uh, chat GPT is already disrupting everything. Uh. I don't see why it can't disrupt the space as well. There is some work going on. Uh, every player is trying to figure this technology out and saying how can it serve customers but yeah definitely possible to stitch complex itineraries together yeah I'm just hoping that ChatGPT brings us a business ticket at an economy price I don't think that's going to happen very soon or improve my chances to get an upgrade for free but folks that is it that is a wrap Oh, on this episode of Pesa Pesa, my guests, Aditya Agarwal, CFO and Head of Corporate Development and Analytics, and Pradas Krishnamurthy, CBO, Chief Business Officer at ClearTip. Gentlemen, thank you so much, really, for doing this for our listeners. Thank you so much. Thank you. This has been a pleasure. Thank you. And listeners, if you like this podcast, please do become a Club Pesa Pesa subscriber. You get full archive access, early access to episodes, ad-free experience, and bonus content in the form of my takes on each episode, rupees 699 a year introductory offer. And you can check out other interesting podcasts on the IBM Network. You can listen to us on the IBM Podcast app or ibmpodcast.com. You can also follow us on our social media. We are IBM Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want to reach out to me, I'm your host, Anupam Gupta, B50 on Twitter. And thank you so much, folks. Really, thank you so much for listening to Pesa Vesa.
No material on the show should be considered as financial advice. The material on the show is for informational purposes only. Please consult a financial advisor before taking any investment decision.